Hey, listen, public feed, this is Russell Brand. I'm so excited to share some of my conversation with Adam Alter. You're gonna love this. Adam Alter has written a book called Irresistible where he talks about tech addiction and how the increasing efficacy of tech platforms and devices is removing our ability to choose. They're able to aggregate knowledge and advance their products so quickly that we are being lost in a whirlwind, 96 Bonnie and Clyde, me and my girlfriend. Sort of a version of that two-pack lyric, but sucked into a tornado of tech. Listen to him here. He's absolutely fantastic. In this clip, what do we talk about in this clip, Django? Um, his list of tips. Here's a list of tips from him of how to not be tyrannised by tech. If you want to listen to the whole thing, though, go to luminarypodcast.com, sign up. You can get a subscription. Subscription. Sorry, I mispronounced that. I think I'm under a lot of pressure at work. You can get one for as little as two ninety nine a month. People I work with, they're quite difficult. They're for the annual plan. Plus, you can get a seven day free trial to get you started. I'm telling you now, and it comes clear in this podcast that you don't get nothing for free. Some things are too expensive not to pay for. It's too expensive to take it for free. It's too expensive to allow your data to be harvested for Facebook and Instagram. Look, I know I'm banging a drum here for uh, Luminary a little bit, but I feel like. Uh, a lot of these platforms, man, regulation would be introduced. This the dangerous places. Anyway, here's let's learn a little bit more about that stuff and some techniques with Adam Alter. Oh, here's some comments from previous podcasts. Remember when I had Jan Kestrel, which by the way, Jen, you put out onto YouTube <laughs> I know. with a subtitle that says this is a hypersexual <laughs> technique or something. Poor dear Jay and Kestrel, spiritual shamans. That want little more than to bring love into the world, although they're completely unembarrassed about sex because they obviously believe, quite correctly in my view, that it's perfectly natural. What they don't want is a subtitle saying that they have hypersexual techniques. Jenny May. I know. It's Why do you think that happened? Because my eyes just are high, hyper or something. <laughs> I didn't write it. I didn't write it. I just missed it when I was proofreading. Well, you do you do proofread? Yeah. I don't think you should do that anymore. Why don't you let Demai do okay. it? You're negligent. Were you, I'm were tired. You, were, you're not. <laughs> you're not tired. Have you, have you been drinking at work, or is it drugs no, I don't that you do? Drink in work. You drink out of work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here are some comments about the uh, about the episode I done with uh, Jay and Kestrel. This person here says, hey, I noticed in the YouTube video that it said <laughs> hypersexual tension. Why was that? Is Maybe that, it was the sign. Is one of the people... No, let me just continue <laughs> reading this comment. Is one of the people that works for you dreadfully inefficient, possibly drunk at work? You, Russell, you deserve better. Oh, thank you for that comment. And that that's from uh, David Cameron. said <laughs> that. <laughs> Natty in Kaliuga says I'm so interested in these shaman I believe horse is my spirit animal or one of them <laughs> I found out adorable. what my spirit huh? animal is what? I found out what my primal zodiac animal is you're shouting at me <laughs> to tell me what but you know what your spirit animal is it's a hermit crab <laughs> <laughs> that's a ridiculous you should be ashamed of your spirit animal a crab. I believe the hermit crab uh, steals other crab shells, no, doesn't it? No, we find huh? slightly better shells to occupy. Oh, he's a thief. He's a squatter. <laughs> Your spirit animal is a shell squatter, isn't it? No. I bet I bet a hermit crab is a very kind of animal that would misinterpret <laughs> a shaman's wisdom as hypersexual tension or whatever it was you typed up. The hermit crab. Do you know what my spirit I animal is? I think it's like is? yours is toucan. I think I looked it up. If it's not, it's the leopard. No, it's not. It's the no, sexy leopard. It's not leopard. 
<laughs> it's the raven. It's the wolf. My spirit animal's always been the wolf, you know? Because I guess because I'm so sexy, you know? I guess I'm a lone wolf out on the hills, baby, howling at the moon. Oh, I guess I ain't more of a little hermit crab. I don't want to be a hermit crab. No, no one does. No one does. And yet someone is, and it's you. You're the only person who has that spirit animal. Everyone else has got a slightly better one. But I mean, at least some crabs have the gusto to have their own exoskeleton. Apparently we just want to be loved. Well, I can see why you aren't. It's because of bad subtitling and shell theft. How did you find it out, by the way? Primal Zodiac sign yeah, website. Twit. Primal Zodiac sign. Well, sorry that I inter- Natty and Caligula. <laughs> I'm sorry that your message was interrupted by his claptrap. Um, you, my spirit animal, or one of them, is a horse. Jenny says, who knows a holy crab? Do I? Do you have one? Well done. It's probably best not to know, isn't it? It means what you've done there is you're living in the real world. No, not to criticise the old uh, shamans and people that are into that. Who cares? It's fun. Uh, but I would love to journey to find out what what other animals are aspects of my soul. You sure interview some interesting folk. Yeah, I love Jay and Kestrel. They're beautiful, beautiful people. They deserve better. Solace of sound. Great chat. We have a lot we can learn from these very ancient, humble practices of shamanism and connection to the natural world. Once you open it up, it's a beautiful path. Yeah, I agree, mate. Calicious, Curvilicious Yogini. That's a very provocative name. Cur- Curlylicious, no, curvylicious, even curly, that would just mean, you know, curly, but curvylicious yogini. Curvylicious yogini says, when I was in Glastonbury nine years ago, I met Jay. I remember he had a genuine, open, loving energy. He struck me as the kind of man that would be deeply wounded if at some point in the future he was misrepresented by an erroneous subtitle. (laughs) I only pray this is never visited upon him by a lowly, loathsome hermit crab thank you for that curvy licious yogini chris conscious cook says i also had an animalistic sign before my wife was pregnant i feel the animla or animal spirit world connect with me all the time when i need it it's pure magic yeah nice one chris conscious cook here's some promo for me we're doing these oh, sign up for the russell brand email list right because we do these zoom calls every couple of weeks have a we'll send like you can have a clip i'll post a clip somewhere they're really good these zoom calls uh they're a laugh i answer people's questions i'm pretty funny aren't i demire on there lovely smile demire enthusiastic good worker funny aren't i jen on there oh just a squint just the squint from someone in a shell <laughs> oh, no. Um, so sign up today you'll love them stay up to date with ways to get plug in oh plugged in you've emboldened the word plug in and then you've put it in the present tense to get plugged in to this community of like minded people and be the first to know about upcoming events do type these now you're learning you're doing very well Demaya. well done Chen <laughs> <laughs> check out how is, how is Demaya meant to learn when she's being mentored so poorly by, oh. <laughs> by a scuttle crab. Um, check out my YouTube channel for more spiritual videos and clips from the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get notified of new videos. We're posting more than ever. Are we, Jen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check out my YouTube. All right, if you want to get in touch with me on social media, you can. I'm called Russell Brand. Now, let's get into the Adam Alter uh, podcast with me, Russell Brand, who I am. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is 
not no, successful yeah. route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? And welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. I think I, an analogy to, to the drug trade is, is a good one because, at, you know, governments historically have, have tried to punish users, drug users. Mm. Um, and so if you're discovered with a drug on your, on, your, on your person possessing a drug, you're often punished for that. And, that. and that's a little bit like punishing the users of platforms like Facebook, you know, and saying that you, you've, you've been kind of, you've been found and now we've we found you and here's your punishment for that. I think to say that this is all about individual self-control is a problem in the same mm. way as it's like saying to a drug user, this is all your fault. I think we have to go back to the chemists, the people who produce these drugs, the, the networks, the, the distributors, the traffickers. And in this case, it's the tech companies. It's the companies that push us into the position where we're, we're susceptible in the first place. And I think if you actually want to make change, if you want to make positive change, if this is about the right kinds of policymaking from a governmental perspective or from a legislative perspective or even from a spiritual perspective. If you want to improve the world, you're not going to improve the world by taking each individual who spends four hours a day on the screen and saying, you should use self-control. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> that's not going to do anything. You know, even if, even if a thousand people change their behavior, that's not going to help. That's a drop in the ocean. You've got to go away from the user and you've got to go up the chain to where it begins, to the origin. And so what you do is you say to the people who decided that we should be using a like button, hey, this is a disaster. You've affected the lives of two billion people. Yeah. This is where it needs to be fixed. But the same as with tobacco and as you amusingly observe in your book, like this with various drugs, they, you know, there'll be the equivalent of you've got to put a warning on it because you're not going to go to there. your allies. They're your allies in dominance if you are the government that imposed this regulation. And we're, of course, forced to acknowledge that government government works in harmony with these organizations, not in opposition to them, that even with something like track and trace in this country, it ultimately hand, had to be handed over to the, those, those organizations. These are the ultimate um, sovereigns in, in our new landscape. I was just thinking about that, like how the preposterousness of persecuting drug addicts is like that. You're under arrest, you're in possession of drugs. But, but they're, they're brilliant. I, I love them. <laughs> Get your hands off me. It's sort of like sort of right. stupid. Like if you're creating these irresistible products, then yeah, what hope? And also I love that bit in your book, mate. I've not read all of it because I'm in the process of reading it and reading it. I was reading a bit of it on, at night when you're saying like, it's wrong to look at this blue light. I'm on a Kindle <laughs> reading it. Going like this blue light messes you up because it's daylight. I'm like, oh shit, man. I'm going to have to put this book down in order to we'll make the an book. exception. <laughs> all right. I'm going to inject some of the, the the font of your book into my very veins but like um i like that bit where you're chatting about freud and saying that freud when he first started taking cocaine i've discovered this wonder drug i've just been on another 10 mile walk and i've come up with a brilliant idea and then the, yeah, exactly. his letters become oh fuck this i'm depressed my teeth hurt exactly i mean you take someone who's as high functioning as as sigmund freud and i mean obviously an incredible mind an incredible talent a brilliant person just as susceptible to the same charms, you know, the same drugs, the same things that um, billions of, or millions of other people have been susceptible to. I think that's that's all you need to know, right? That that he he, as you say, there's this great story about him discovering um, coca leaves and freaking out about how wonderful they were, and going on these insanely long walks, just walking for like twelve hours <laughs> as a as a semi semi elderly, not especially healthy man, 
And he's like, this is incredible. I feel like the greatest I've ever felt in the whole, my whole life. This is phenomenal. Um, and so, yeah, you, you put that in front of people. You dangle that in front of people. Of course, we're going to want that. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't put people in that position and expect them to always make exactly the, the right rational, logical decision. Um, and, and really, this, is, this, um, this question, you, were, you were, drew the religious analogy to you know, um, sacrificing and the idea that it's, it's sort of inherent in being human, that we have to sacrifice things for, for other benefits. I mean, that's, that's sort of true about everything we do as human beings. You know, any, any long-term benefit, and there are so many things we have to sacrifice for for the long-term, like saving money for the future, eating well today so we're not unhealthy down the line, exercising so that we'll be healthier down the line, cultivating friendships that might take time today so that later on we'll have like a lot of people around us who, who support us. Uh, you know, all of this is just, this is the bread and butter of what it means to be human. And so I think when it comes to screens, yeah, to some extent, this is about individual liberty and the decisions we make as individuals. But the fact that there are so many of us, everyone I talk to is like, I, I wish this were different. I feel like I, I just need more time away from my screen. You know, my, I sit next to my, my partner or my spouse on the, on the couch. We both sit there glued to our screens. I'm with my kids at the table. They only want to be on screens. The fact that we can't just exert that, that kind of willpower suggests that it's a much bigger problem and that we're going to have to go much deeper. And, and I, I say up the chain to the companies that are foisting this on us. Yeah, you're right, you know, that it has to come from the producer. Or that's where the power is. The power is their centralized unit. The power is not dispersed. Now, can we get into some of your own private business? Uh, I see you drinking coffee. You're out of control. I am. What else are you addicted to? And then what is your own phone? You've said you use Twitter a bit and stuff, but what is your own phone use like, mate? Um, my phone use is... Uh dispiriting <laughs> especially during the pandemic um it's um it's something i struggle with as well um i i would like to use my phone less than i do i have certain structures in place that that i think are fairly helpful what are they? one thing i do is i have a little box in my kitchen where um when and that's near where the dining table is that anytime we're there we're having dinner together i have two little kids a three-year-old and a four-year-old so they're, they're too young to really be exerting their will on on the family about how much screen time they get. I can still largely decide how much time they get in front of screens. But my wife and I, um, we try to put our phones away from when we're, when we're engaging with the kids or when we're at the dinner table. We try to, you know, it's tough with little kids. They don't always want to sit down at the table, but when we can get everyone at the table together, it's, that's a special moment and there's something valuable about that. And so we try to keep phones away as much as possible. One other thing I try to do is um, on, on weekends in particular, I try to put my phone on airplane mode for as much of the day as possible. And what that does is it means that I can keep using it as a camera. I'm capturing the little moments that are important that I want to remember without being intruded on by, by emails and things like that. Like I'm not going to get a text message. I'm not going to get an email. I'm not going to get a WhatsApp. I'm not going to check my social media. And so say it's a Saturday from nine to five, I'm there with effectively a, a, a dumb phone, a phone that allows me to take photos but doesn't do anything else, doesn't intrude on my well-being. Mm. So those those are some really critical things. Do you do. breach it, I, mate? Do you go, well, I'm just going to have a quick little look at the WhatsApp? Some, sometimes. Some, absolutely How sometimes. Dare I you? wish I were better about it. I know. Preaching, I, preaching this stuff and I'm, uh, I'm not behaving the right way. I, this, I've been very... Uh, I've been struggling with this forever. I mean, it's something that I'm not great with. And my wife, I, I can tell you probably... 
10 times a week, she'll say to me, and you wrote that book. And she'll see me there standing <laughs> beside, of, beside of the room skulking on my phone. It's something I do struggle with. Um, I, I, I often wonder about what to tell people. You know, they want advice about this. And I'm not great at it. I, it's something that I try to deal with. And there are periods of my life where I'm great with it. And, you know, I, I'll go for a few weeks where I won't use my phone much at all and I'll feel pretty good about it. And then there'll, there'll be times when I, I really struggle and I want to connect again and, and it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, I think the very best thing we can do is not try to re- rely on well-being, uh, on uh, willpower, as we said. And so to have habits that are in place, like that little box that we have in our kitchen is really useful. Um, having rules about the bedtime, about bedtime. So when I go to bed, I, I usually like to do a crossword puzzle on my phone and then I go to bed and then I take the phone and I try to put it outside the room. So it's not, it's not in the room with me. Um, and then I, I try not to check my phone in the first hour of waking up Brilliant. and I almost never succeed, yeah, but tough. I try. Cause it's really tough. Cause you use it for the alarm. It's so, like, so multi, uh, valiant. There's so many uses, right? I'm going to hold on. Let me do this. Cause I'm going to do all of these. I'm going to get a box. What, you know, that's for the box lockdown box that they go in, particularly in front of the kids. Cause we're sort of teaching them. This is what we do. Cause I've got, um, my children are just a little, a year younger than yours. I've got a three year old and a two year old. And actually yeah. they are able to successfully dominate. <laughs> they're, they're, they're telling me what I do, whatever they tell me. But like, so yeah, I, I feel bad when I use the phone in front of them. But like, you know, there's things on here. There's that app I told you about, like where I'm, le- like I'm learning Spanish off of and stuff like that. But I'm going to I'm going to do all of this. I've been charging the phone downstairs. It's like I'm trying to appeal to you. I've already made you my king of tech addiction. <laughs> I'm so desperate to have mentors. Um, like so like, um, yeah, I'm going to do that box thing. I'm gonna do that airplay all day mode. In fact, everyone listening to this, this should be that. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put our phones in boxes. We're gonna do our airplay mode. Uh, Demaya, who works here, just tried to put her phone on a, a ladder, like a, a two <laughs> foot away from her, and looked all like she did this, mate. She put it down low, and then she went sort of <laughs> like stroked it, stroked it out of like to apologise to it for being disloyal to the phone. Um, so like um, what I'm going to do yeah, is I'm going to follow all of those instructions but I'm going to recognize that yes it, like in the short term it does seem wise to have subscription model media and services that you pay for so that you are the consumer even though that ultimately we would like to be awakened civilians or citizens or something um, but at least we're not users anymore and like the, our attention isn't continually being commodified that should be sort of the campaign the end to make the producer of the drug culpable not the con- the consumer or user of the drug i think that's that's uh that's a great initial aim i think that's a good place to begin is uh seeing us not as as users but as as even if you don't want to go down the consumer route as customers you know people right. who choose to give our custom to the product we we come with all the knowledge we need and um, based on the benefits we get, we decide it's worth paying the costs, and usually they're, they're financial costs, like a small amount of money for a subscription. Small price to pay. Did you do you know that Joe Rogan's reading your book? Yeah, I'm actually going on his show. Yeah, yeah that'll be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that'll sell you some books, man. Like, I, that, there is, <laughs> like we were going to get you on anyway because I think maybe we've been speaking to your publisher or whatever. But I was listening to it. he did a really good episode. I think it was his first episode on Spotify with Duncan Trussell, who's. Um, yes. been on this show and I've been on his show and I've been on Rogan a, a couple of times but they were talking about um, you know he was saying that you know it was having an impact on him that would be a yeah. I mean it's a great show and, and in terms of impact man that's that's the way to go yeah 
yeah that's uh, in a couple of months oh fantastic all right well i'm glad we had this fantastic opportunity to speak to you adam you, you communicate these ideas very very beautifully i'm really really enjoying your book i wish i could get it put on parchment or perhaps on a cave wall so i didn't have to <laughs> disobey its edicts while reading it <laughs> yeah that, i realize there's uh, there's something inconsistent about it right i'm foisting this product onto people and most of them are reading it on screens We're, you know, I think reading a book on a screen is so different from scrolling mindlessly through Facebook or whatever. It's, I say it's fine. I read almost all my books on a on a Kindle anyway. Yeah, right. We're good. We got a pass yeah. for that. You're good. You, you, you get. To, I'm going to bless that. Thank you. And would you mind if I took heroin just a couple of times a week, just to, just yeah. to take the edge off? Yeah, I'm not going to bless that one. But I'll, I'll <laughs> Damn! Just, uh... I was so close <laughs> with the blessings. If you enjoyed that podcast, go over to luminarypodcast.com now. Sign up for as little as two ninety nine a month. You can cancel at any time. It's a really great platform. Loads of good people on there. Let me do a list completely at random. Trevor Noah, he's on there. Lena Dunham, she's on there. Who else is there? Reza Aslan and Rain Wilson. All right, well, thanks for listening to that. Bye, I love you, Luminary. <laughs>